boom, boom. Um, all right, we have a question from Noriko. Uh, this time I have chances to jazz up Christmas songs and have thoughts. How come those pretty notes don't fit for most rock songs? What's the difference musically or melodically, uh, if you agree? Um, so I think, you know, Christmas songs, it comes in such a variety. I think you've got the ones that are like, you know, um, chestnuts. Which to me is really just like a great standard. It's mm. Mel Torme, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's just a beautiful tune with with really interesting harmony and stuff. So there's a lot there um, to you know, pretty notes, pretty chords, cool harmonic, you know. Um, uh, Just like any other kind of standard where you've got these great opportunities to play interesting things around something that's set there. Um, whereas a lot of rock songs, I mean, look, we talk about rock songs. That's a big range there. But a lot of that, it's not giving you as much to to use the same kind of a musical imagination we're talking about, right? There's like you have to work so much harder to find that. And, and to me, it's not even so much about the complexity of the tune. If you were to do like... Um, uh, like there's a not a, not a lot to that tune it's you know especially when you take away the lyrics it's just kind of you know but you check out you know uh ella fitzgerald or something singing it's like they're able to find the nuance in that Okay, now play that again, but try to hear it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just... I'll just... It's lovely. I'll just add here to Noriko that for the sound of, of a lot of rock tunes, you know, ninths and thirteenths just don't fit with the sound of the tune. And that's totally cool, you know. If they're if it's more of a triad based or even just seventh chords things based, uh, you know, that's that's also a sound actually that you can in a language amongst itself. I know Peter that like you've worked with our mutual friend Brian Owens a little bit. When I play like with his band band, right? When it's like his stuff and yeah. it's straight in that soul music pocket, yeah, it's like he wants sevenths, but he doesn't want ninths. You know, exactly. Most of the time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so you have to be aware of where those are appropriate and not. It's it's a whole other thing. And so pay attention sometimes to, you know, how thick your chords can be. You know, if you're playing Yeah. I mean if you talk about like and I think Stevie Wonder's a great when you get into like so called pop music or rock music is a great reference because his music and the way he's played it over the years like really runs the gamut. So you've got like, you know, um, Oh no, that's Joe Zavinol. What am I thinking about? What's what's his bad boy in hot Mississippi? Like there's a lot of blues in there, but there's not necessarily like sus or or sharp thirteen and all that kind of stuff. Or even thirteen, it's just like. But you've got that. Baby, 
mm-hmm. and like you can hear the way he phrases and sings it. But then something like, you know, that Stevie tune, the melody is a dominant thirteen. It starts on the thirteen, and it's a half step up, and then minor eleven, sharp eleven, and this is all stuff that's like within the melody. There's just so much there, you know. Yeah, it's just so. But you got to kind of pick pick where you know the style of what's happening within that. So that's what to me makes Stevie so unique because he really goes rock, blues, R and B, jazz, like all that is encompassed, but not always at the same time. I love for me. I love to see what I can do with triads sometimes too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think there's an art to that that. Uh, you know, even even on a tune like the Christmas song, like how how simple can I make things? Uh, not all the time, but sometimes I feel like it's a nice change of pace for me. So something to think about, Nariko. Right? Is that too many tries? Sorry. Wow. <laughs> wow. Listen yesterday to an older podcast of yours about bebop enclosures. Which blew me away. Can you talk a bit more about that? What about the rhythmic aspect of it in particular? Thanks. Hmm. Well, I got to tell you, my friend, that a man is, is a master of the bebop enclosure. It's not a, it's not a great endorsement. <laughs> it's not. When you do it like that. <laughs> Wait, hold up a second. See, I, I got I to hear myself. Well, yeah, Sarah, so I, I'm not really sure which pod. We've done a lot of podcasts on Bebop Enclosure, so I don't know which one you're referring to. But the the sort of basic rundown we get is, uh, Peter, so we're playing, let's say we're playing a 2-5-1 to uh, F. So G minor 7, C7, F, right? So... The rhythmic aspect, I think, can be uh, an important part of this, but it's really set up set with how many notes are in the enclosure. So if on, on our G minor 7, Peter, you start by, we'll do our classic bebop thing, right, where we mix a broken 7th chord with an enclosure. So do from the top down, start on, uh, do like a broken G minor 7 chord, F, D, B flat, G going down. Yeah. And then we'll do this enclosure around G then of F sharp, A, a flat, F sharp, then G. F sharp. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, so there it is. There, there's our enclosure, right? Yeah. So with that, depending on, like, so if Peter switches that, that G minor 7 chord, if he switches it to just like a G triad, now that enclosure is starting in a completely different place, right? And so now it's going to have a completely different feel against the time. Right? And look, he's doing different stuff off of it because he's he's feeling it in a different way. So that's kind of the first thing is you can really get a lot of mileage out of the same enclosures just by where you stop and start them. And it's really, really helpful to stop and start the four note or three note or two note enclosures in different spots and know how those feel like it's, it's a yeah. whole other feeling. So it's helpful to practice. And this is where you can get a lot of mileage. You can get a whole practice session on a one enclosure and one key, just practicing it in different different ways, different timings, you know. So Adam, you're saying this is a lot of mileage situation, not a YMMV situation. Interesting. Yeah, this is, I mean, your mileage is not going to vary. It's going to be extensive. <laughs> We're going to light the car on this bad boy. 
my little my little fit that I've had since I was a, uh, uh, in my uh, early thirties just yeah hit a hundred thousand miles as we were going to get our Christmas tree the other day. Awesome, I awesome! I love that little car, man. It's the best car ever. Fun fact about Adam, in, in case those of you uh, that are always yearning for more insider information, I don't think he'll mind me divulging this. Right before he got his My Little Fit, he used to play with My Little Pony. <laughs> my little f- I mean, not not My Little Pony with a My Little Pony. Uh oh, he's gone. He's gone. I'm, I'm he's out. blushing. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Did you Every just thirty minutes he leaves. <laughs> My Little Fit, he used to play oh with God. his My Little Pony, which is fun. Um, yeah, and you know, on the enclosures thing, one thing to think about too is, I don't know, to me, that one that you gave, uh, so, uh, when they're kind of lopsided, like they, they're enclosing one note on the bottom and two on the top, or vice versa, like it's always been more interesting to me than just, you know. Then just one note below, like one below, one above, and now we target. We are robots. To me, it's more like I don't know. It's there's always rhythmic things and, and different ways to play with it. But to me, it's more interesting when it's a little bit lopsided, it, and it leads to more interesting syncopations when you when you link it up with rhythms. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but there's there's several versions, and you can link them all up. It's great. Yeah. So, Is yeah, this still man. like a enclosure? If you did like. Wait, no. <laughs> How much can you enclose it? Help, I'm trapped. What's Jeff Keezer's thing? Where's your friggin' target note, man? <laughs> yeah, right. Can I ever get to target? <laughs> Clean up on aisle my, seven. In, in Bad my, use of the enclosures. Little, can I take my My Little Fit to target and buy My Little Pony? <laughs> get your My Little Pony, that's right. Um, we are right up against our deadline which is not a hard deadline you know we 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 like to be flexible with this but we would just like to say if you're enjoying this give us Mm. a thumbs up give us give us a Uh, is that is that too much of an ask that's not too much of an ask i'm gonna give it a thumb thumbs up right here i'm on can you do that on the youtube yeah i just did yeah thumbs up this helps us spread the word about this uh program that we're doing here that you'll hear mondays the q a's and you know we're trying to build up the um open studio youtube so that more folks like you guys are attracted to the information we're giving out. And we like to say that this is an example of a good use of the, the Google algorithms. We're spreading love. We're spreading joy. We're spreading mm. information and camaraderie and community with the music. So give it a like. If you don't subscribe to the channel, press that subscribe button. Maybe even turn on notifications because we're going live at random times sometimes. You know, Sometimes we don't even know when we're going live. You know, We might go live here in another 10 minutes again. You don't know. Oh, you know what? We may. Yeah, you better put your subscription. Your uh, put 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 the notification bell on the thing that looks like that because we we actually may because we got some recording to do next. Did you know that? We do. We gotta we gotta do two more episodes. We might go live again. So if you have more questions, you never know. That's right. Plus, I forgot yeah. to record this one. By the way, is this a good time to tell you? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so we're gonna be going live for a while. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't want to tell you earlier because so you'd go dark then. <laughs> uh, let's see, Sorry. Peter. And, Andrew, use the use the YouTube video for the audio, please. <laughs> right, <laughs> Peter, can you please please give us a "You're Fired" story for a thumbs up? LOL. I get. Didn't I give it "You're oh. Fired" story? Oh, they want you they want a, like specific specific you names. Who fired you? Yeah, like they want to hear like Peter got fired by like you know. Uh, 
Joe Henderson in 1985 <laughs> when he was a pup. Hey, hey, how old do you think I am, man? Dang. <laughs> I was saying, um, I said a pup. Huh? I said a oh, pup. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, man, I don't actually remember. I definitely have been fired, but I'm serious. I must have, it must have been so traumatic that I blocked it out. So you're going to have to turn on the notification so you can hear it on the next episode. How about that? That's good. Um, oh, that's one more thing that we didn't do that we started to work into our things, which is um, wins of the week. Give me your win of the week. Or am I putting uh, you on win the spot, of the week. Adam? Yeah. Uh, this is, okay, it's, it is a little bit on the spot. Let me think about here. The win of the week. What, and define the win of the week because I feel like I it did could be anything. you were like. I, I, I didn't even was... think about it, but I'll get more organized for next time. But actually, I'll throw mine out there, give you a chance to to to, to uh, think about it. Um, okay. My first, I used to be a basketball coach. I don't know if you knew about this. I had a career as a youth basketball coach. Um, I mean, I was sanctioned by the state of Missouri. I, well, I passed a background check because you're required to do that if you're coaching little kids. So as far as that's concerned, I was sanctioned by the state of Missouri. And I had a nice little team. Um, I actually coached two teams. And from they were in first grade all the way up through middle school, I coached them until they went to like a proper coach and a proper team. And my these kids have grown up now. My first basketball coached kid just signed uh, a verbal intent to play at McAllister College in Minnesota basketball hoops next year. So that's going to be my that's like my first b-ball six. I don't just coach music and piano. I coach basketball, too. So you did that. I don't dude. I, you. What? You did that. I did. That. Yeah. I feel like you should nothing. take credit for that. <laughs> I'm taking credit for it. So big, big congrats to Marcus and um, and all that good stuff. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, that's funny. Peter was a basketball coach and Adam used to be a jockey. Hey, that's now. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thank you guys for being here. We invite you here. Every, we're here every Monday, uh, 3 p.m. East coast time right here at the open studio youtube channel you got anything else adam i'm all good man thanks everybody great to see y'all all right riff for a second so i can load up this um this movie here my friend oh here we go so, uh, you'll hear it